Welcome, everybody, to the Nightmare Collective Podcast. This podcast combines true crime and all things horror. We are your hosts, Melissa, Cody, and Allie. And welcome to our first spooky Spooky horror episode. Hello to all of you who are just joining us, and welcome back to those of you who have already checked out our first true crime episode. So in case you guys haven't already heard, Nightmare Collective is going to be a place where we cover the things that are creepy and that would usually fuel people's worst nightmares. This podcast is going to go back and forth between true crime and horror, but we're going to hope that you'll see that the lines between the two can really be blurred a lot of the time. On the last episode, we covered two murderers who hail from our home state of Washington. So if you're a true crime junkie like me, make sure to go back and check that one out. But since I'm not so into horror, I'm going to sit back and let Cody and Allie tell you a little bit more about what our horror episodes will entail. So we're going to cover the basics of what the horror episodes will look like. So it's going to be one story slash legend slash event, etc. And one movie review and recommendation per episode of this kind of episode anyway. Yay. Um, Okay. So I have to ask because I am not into the creepy things. Um, so, and you guys, as you guys well know, um, so, well, I can't say not creepy. I'm not I'm, into the horror. Say, yeah. <laughs> the you, horror. you definitely are into creepy, just yeah. not the creepy that we're into. Just the right. real life creepy of like what you actually might run into when you yeah. walk out your door. But, um, <laughs> so can you guys like share what it is that you love about horror? Like, I know you both love it, but like what part of it, like, did you fall in love with that makes you want to do something like this? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Um, you know, that was some horror movies anyway, was always something that like my dad and I would watch together and Mm -hmm. stuff growing up while my mom was at work because she did not approve of the scary. Um, Classic dad. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, so that's kind of how that started. Okay. Um, but I've always really been into more of the paranormal side of horror, the ghost Mm -hmm. stories, um, you know, the creepy things living in your closet, that kind of thing. Um, and it kind of even goes back to the fact that I've had paranormal experiences myself uh, most of my life. And, um, you know, my family really, too, has experienced a lot of things. So, you know, we're kind of sensitive that way. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, for me, it, it's kind of the same thing. You know, my my dad was kind of the reason why I got into horror. Like, I remember talking to my dad about all the scary spooky stuff and um you know on halloween it was he's gonna stay home and watch horror movies okay. or when we all go to bed he's gonna turn on the exorcist and um it ended up being one of those things that when i became old enough i would join him and that was like the one time of year we'd watch something scary um and so i remember sitting down and watching the exorcist and thinking like i can sit here and watch this with my dad and my mom can't handle it because she's sitting in the yeah. other room with headphones <laughs> on because she doesn't want to hear all of the inappropriate things being said by a demon-possessed 11-year-old or however Reagan. old Reagan yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was that was just something that, that we started doing when I was like 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I started reading books and stuff. And, and my dad always had the two go-to that he always had. Um, that he read a bunch and that was um yeah but your dad read them in a creepy way yeah so okay. my my, <laughs> my, my, my dad read amityville horror but then also read the exorcist by candlelight in the bathtub so does he like like that is it like the thrill that he gets like it's yeah. like that adrenaline rush yeah because yeah. that sounds like it's not just the story like it's like that high that you get from right and making it as creepy as possible yeah Yeah. and so one of those times like you know we we've talked about this and 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 even recently talked to him about movies and stuff and he goes i don't like horror movies now because they don't scare me and i'm like well Uh, no i don't believe that i think that you don't like them because you don't have a sentimental attachment to them like you do with the exorcist and amityville yeah um and and i will say like as weird as it is, I have a sentimental sentimental attachment to The Exorcist too because that was the first one I got into with my yeah, dad. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, I mean, at the same time, you know, my my mom always tells the story about the one time she went and saw Last House on the Left, which 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, the the movie from the seventies is terrifying. This girl goes into the woods and gets attacked by people, and then the, her attackers. So she crawls her way back home. Yeah. Her attackers show up at the house, don't know that it's her house. Oh. She tells her parents everything when she wakes up, and her parents get revenge and like start torturing the killers and literally slaughter them. Yeah. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. And my so my mom tells the story how she went and saw it on a date, and then. <laughs> When she got home, she was the only person home. Uh, and so she had to sleep in the closet because she was so scared. See, that yeah. would be even worse. Like, yeah. for me, like, I mean, I can, I relate more to your mom than, <laughs> than anybody else. But I am like, I will sleep with every single light on. Oh, yeah. Prepared. Mm-hmm. For sure. To see whatever comes to get me because of that. Like, I, I get that feeling. You don't want to wait in the darkness. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it, my mind can play tricks on me. Right, exactly. I still sleep with Christmas lights on, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she has to have some sort of light. Yeah. Which or I, so, I did Or something not. playing. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, noise goes, because yeah. I hear a lot of creepy things. Yeah. Me, so, I, you know. Again, though, but <laughs> this was something that I was not used to, and then mm-hmm. we got married, and then mm-hmm. I had to get used to having a light on. Um, yes, you did. And there are some nights where it's, I mean, even, I mean, almost six years of being married that I, I still hate that there's a light on, but (laughs) it's fine. fine. I always tell him, I was like, you can wear a sleep mask. Like, (laughs) yeah, but then you have something on your face and that's not comfortable. You're even more incapacitated when something comes in to kill you. I almost (laughs) bought a weighted sleep mask. They have a those weighted ones. Yeah, it's like a weighted blanket, but for your face. You should just buy that. <laughs> I had no idea that such Although, a thing exists. But at the same time, you wouldn't. Can like that, that suffocate you? <laughs> that I know. Seems like that's why like I didn't buy. I was like, I feel like this could end very badly. Um, but it was one of the options for my FabFitFun box. I just oh, resubscribed to. Yeah. This is not sponsored. Yeah. I wish, I know, yeah. but you know, not sponsored. Um, but that was one of the options. I was like, mm. yeah. I think I might. And then I was like, no, <laughs> but so I'm still thinking about it. I have a, I have a question since both of you like mentioned your, your dad, yeah. mm-hmm. like, right. Like that, that's part of what got you guys into it. Like, is that, is this like love of horror, something that you want to pass, like pass down? Oh, to, oh like, yeah. like, is that like something that you're like totally planning on doing? Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. We already have an idea for when we do have kids. We want the nursery to be like Nightmare Before Christmas, Beetlejuice, you know, like oh, okay. appropriate yeah. little kid movies. Yeah. Um, like you don't want to scar them fresh know, out of the womb. James and the yeah. Giant Peach. Oh, yeah. James and the Giant Peach is a scary freaking movie. It for is. Sure. I still have all. nightmares about that as an adult. It's like, still yeah. one of my favorite movies, and yeah. I love all things like. Um, Tim Burton. Thank you. Yeah. Tim Burton, Edward Scissorhands, Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride. Yeah. Hey, Tim Burton, like if you're listening to this, I mean, that's cool if you are. But <laughs> but if you are, my wife literally is your biggest fan. Yeah. It's Very like the true. family friendly. Yeah. yeah. Horror. It is. And those were movies that like my mom wasn't super pleased about me watching yeah. them, oh, but same. she was okay with it. Yeah. And then, you know, years later, she bought me Nightmare Before Christmas uh, ornaments and yeah. everything else, too. So, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Well, and way. I don't know if this is nationwide, but I know, like, if you grew up in this area in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. if you were in elementary school, middle oh, school, yeah. and you didn't have a Nightmare Before yep. Christmas obsession for, oh, yeah. like, at least a month. Right. You were weird. Like, if you didn't deck sure. yourself out, Absolutely. then you were, like, the outcast. <laughs> Oh, for right. sure. Oh, it's for like, sure. what do you mean you haven't watched it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it still weirds me out when people haven't seen those movies. Specifically yeah. Before Christmas. Because it's everywhere. It is. Yeah. It's everywhere. Also, hearkening back to Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland at Christmas with yes. the Nightmare Before Christmas is like my favorite. Yes. Um, it is amazing. The, um, French Quarter District. Yeah. And uh, Haunted Mansion. Yeah. I was going to say, have you mm-hmm. been there since they started doing it Nightmare Before Christmas for that season? I started, we went um, back in like 20, 2004. Okay. Yeah, 2004. Yeah. So I think that must have been right yeah. when they started doing it. Yeah. It's, but it was magical. It's crazy. And, it, and I know we're lucky on the West Coast because I know everybody wishes that they would do it with their Haunted Mansion, but it's the yeah. only one that does it. and. It's really, it's really crazy how they do it. I need to go to Disneyland someday. Yeah. Sunday's yeah. 
post covid yeah post covid please <laughs> god <laughs> <laughs> okay but i think you guys i know that you guys have a lot to cover you guys have lots of spooky stuff for us today so i think we should jump into it and even though i'm nervous i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> and might have to sleep with my lights on tonight i am excited to see what you guys have for us okay i'm a little nervous too yeah <laughs> so Allie is going to cover um some of the creepy stuff that happened in the first house that we lived in after getting married. Um, she has tons of experiences that she can tell us about. That being said, I don't think I experienced anything there. You also said I was crazy I, I when legit, it happened. I legit <laughs> thought he was, you were. Yes. Yeah. So like that never happened, blah, blah, blah. I was like, don't freaking gaslight me. But. <laughs> it happened. But. <laughs> Yeah, well, you well, and I'll interject here and there, but I gladly yeah. I, I I'm excited for you to tell everyone the things that you experienced because it's creepy. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, house was hella creepy. Wonderful, and we love the people that own the house. Yeah, absolutely. It was a you know a real um, blessing really for us um, when we first got married and everything because we were hashtag super poor. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we, we paid. Maybe two hundred and fifty dollars in rent, and <gasps> essentially had the whole house to ourselves. Yeah, for a good stretch of time. Yeah. Oh, um, um, but yeah, it was. It we were very grateful for it. Um, yeah. For the time that we needed to be there. So. Love you, mom and pop. Yes. <laughs> um. Just had some really spooky experiences. Go. So. All no. right. Um, <laughs> it. Do it. So uh, the reason we, we moved in there, um, when we first got married, we were super poor, like I said, um, and some family friends were very gracious in offering to let us move into um, one of their empty bedrooms and um, rent that room. So, and the house is like, you know, one of those split level houses where they have the yeah. basement, like on that floor where you walk in yeah, and then you go up and then there's the living room yeah, there's and the kitchen and, dining room. and a dining room. And then you go up again. Um, and that's where the bedrooms and the bathroom are. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the layout. And so we had, so picture yourself going up the stairs you know, the bathroom is on your left-hand side immediately mm-hmm. um, on sharing the same wall as the staircase. Okay. And then um, across from you on the far left, there was an empty bedroom at the time. The next one over would be our bedroom. And then the last one on the far right would be um, the owner of the house's bedroom part-time. Okay. Yeah. On that very top. Yeah. Yeah. Third floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he, he lived there Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then friday through sunday he didn't live there at all yeah so you know and and he is the quietest most wonderful person on the planet mm-hmm. he literally came home from work and would just go to bed yeah oh. i mean uh, yeah we, we he would like yeah. spend a little bit of time chatting with us yeah. and then he'd yeah. be like all right well good night yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's like not having a roommate yeah. but having a roommate and yeah and exactly I mean, at that point having to be you know cautious about how loud you're being yeah. because you don't want to wake anyone up but yeah but on um, the weekends like there was nobody else there yeah, yeah the house was ours yeah so. um so there was that um and the house is uh the house is older mm-hmm. and um you know definitely has a, a creep vibe to it you know just from looking at it and you're like oh that's that must be the haunted house on the block or oh. you know that that kind of <laughs> yeah. feeling you know i disagree but, but um you know, I don't really, I don't really feel that anymore, but I also don't, I don't live there now. Yeah. So, um, and, um, yeah, so we moved in there right, um, right when we got married and stuff and, um, probably the first month it was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. I didn't really notice anything spooky. Um, and then one day <laughs> I, I was working, before and after school care um, for an organization. And I came home after doing that before school shift. Mm-hmm. And um, he was already gone at work. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a shower and then I'm going to lay down and take a nap. So um, get in the shower. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I hear this really loud um, slam downstairs, like mm-hmm. the front door slam shut. And then boom, 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 boom. Like someone running up the stairs mm. and then one of the bedroom doors slamming shut. 
upstairs and Gosh. i was like what the hell yeah. and i kind of figured that maybe he was coming home because he forgot something mm-hmm. um and so i called him and i was like hey did you just come home did you forget something he's like no i haven't been home for forever and um <laughs> i'm still at work and then i hear the bedroom door slam shut and then boom 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 back down the stairs and the 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 front door slammed shut and i know i locked that door when i came in because i'm hella paranoid (laughs) yeah yeah um and so that was my very first experience i stood there with a towel wrapped around me in the bathroom like too afraid to go change in my room because i was just like what what can i barricade between myself (laughs) yeah exactly i'm like i am never leaving this room ever again (laughs) well and we know it wasn't the landlord coming home because he works in seattle yeah and he would oh yeah so he couldn't yeah yeah there was was just show up yeah so there was literally no explanation and he doesn't drive which means oh yeah takes he took the ferry from downtown po to bremerton and then uh bremerton to Seattle. So yeah. like a solid hour two and a half. half. Yeah, right. No running yeah. back home real quick to yeah, grab something. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah. There's no way. Um, and that was just the beginning of the things that <laughs> ended up happening in that house. Um, it was it was pretty spooky. Um, let's see. After that. How about the person standing in the corner? Oh, of our bedroom. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, that my was gosh. Terrifying. <laughs> um, no. I yeah. can't I can't tell you how many times I'd wake up in the middle of the night with her like tapping me on the shoulder. Yeah. Saying, Do you see that? Do you see that? There's someone in our room. Do you see that? Yeah. Um, happen all the time. And for the record, never saw anything, so um yeah. but I have I have confirmation you do. of who the person was. Um by two different sources actually. Yep. Um, but anyway, so one night I'm, you know, I'm laying in bed and I'm dead asleep at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Super dead asleep. And I think that, um, you know, for some reason I, I wake up and I at, literally at the foot of our bed is this very angry old man that is standing there and he has like the angriest scowl on his face and Mm. his white hair is just pulled out in like all different directions and dressed in dark clothes and everything Mm. and wasn't he wearing a top hat yeah he was and the hair is like sticking out around oh yeah like yeah like einstein yeah like einstein hair like um anyway i um i wake cody up because i am like what the hell happening um and uh he's still standing there and he's angry and i can feel myself trying to wake him up and then i wake up Mm. and he's still there oh yeah oh (laughs) yeah and i was like oh it's a dream and then he's like and then he's still standing there and i'm like it's not a dream yeah (laughs) yeah it's not a dream yeah <laughs> danger will robinson <laughs> um and so you know i finally get him to wake up and he's like there's nothing there you need to just go to sleep and he disappeared mm. um and he would be there on and off um usually stand in the corner not the end of the bed but um i later talked to um the wife of the um owner of the house yeah and i, I told her about it and she was like oh that sounds like my dad really yeah who, oh my gosh who she has seen there multiple times and who built the house yeah oh yeah, yeah. and um another a we, girlfriend of one of their sons had said that she had seen him through yeah. a living room window and that was before i even told her the story yeah really yeah and oh she described gosh, him exactly crazy. the same it was it was really weird so like they weren't even phased when you were when you were like i think i saw yeah they were like that sounds right yeah and and so and the cra- and they didn't warn you no <laughs> well and, and, the, and the crazy part too was we didn't tell them any of it until after we had moved out and we went over there to have pie and a yeah. drink with them yeah and, yeah and she was like oh yeah that sounds like my dad and we're just like what why, why didn't <laughs> we know this going into yeah the um excuse me yeah it was it was it was really interesting to say the least like even did you like bring up the top hat with them or like that yeah, part I, yeah. I described him yeah. and she was just like yeah that's my dad oh my gosh yeah so yeah yeah 
It and was then, very weird. And then one time I was at my brother's house and this is right after we got married. Mm-hmm. And at that time we didn't play magic or anything. We, I think just played video games at his uh-huh. house and stuff. Yeah, I think um, so. And so I'm over there and I get this call from Allie and she's freaking out because she's going up the stairs to the bedroom and it feels like something rushed by her up it, the stairs. Yeah. Uh, Where yeah. you can feel yeah. like the breeze as yeah. someone's like brushing by you. That that feeling. Yeah. So I told my brother that and my, my brother was like, okay, well, um, do you want to go check on her? Because we were only like five minutes away from his house. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I got there and um, she was just like. I don't know what's going on. I don't like this. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then after, I mean, after a little while, I think she just kind of came to the conclusion that whatever was there wasn't going to hurt her. It was yeah. just. It was unsettling. Unsettling. Yeah. And it was living there beside us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the best way I can think to describe it. I'd also had um, other experiences where. Um, and this happened a lot where I was like sitting on the stairs and the stairs were like right in the kitchen opening pretty much. So you could sit on the stairs and talk to whoever was cooking and yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, and nice. so um, I was sitting there one night and no one was upstairs. We had roommates at that point too. Yeah. Um, but everyone was downstairs mm-hmm. and he's cooking. So I'm sitting there talking to him and then all of a sudden I felt the compulsion to move. Mm-hmm. Like I had to physically get up and stand so someone could go by. Huh. Um, yeah. Just that feeling. Yeah. Like where you feel like someone's standing right behind yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and they want you to move. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. And then the feeling went away. Um, you could also, there was also an opening from the kitchen to where you could see down into the basement. Yeah. Um, it was like a pretty open floor plan. Mm-hmm. And I would often see someone standing, like the outline of them standing in the darkness, watching whoever was in the kitchen. Um, Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Things in the dark. Or yeah, right? Yeah. Things in the dark. Um, well, and the funny part is we were supposed to actually live in the basement. I'm so glad that didn't end yeah. up happening. Oh. So, so I moved in two or three weeks before we got married mm-hmm. and moved everything into the basement. And there's a the laundry room is in the basement, but it's... Mm-hmm it's also a bathroom so there's a door. oh yeah mm-hmm. and so uh in the middle of the night uh there's a drain in the floor of the laundry room slash bathroom it overflowed because their drain fields needed to be worked on mm-hmm. and all of our stuff got coated in water and at that Ew. point it was just my stuff not even yeah. yeah it was it was still pretty gross yeah, I mean, it's just rainwater. Yeah. Um I mean, nothing like got ruined or no. anything. So that was good. No. But so at that point, though, when she came by to like look at the house and everything, she was just like, "I'm glad we're not sleeping down there anyway." So, yeah, so that worked out. Yeah, it. it she was. You were up like immediately. It. Yeah, and I uncomfortable. I had lived other places where there were weird things, so I'm not like altogether unused to the feeling of, you know, spooky shit. But at the same time, it's just like. Well, and she. Uh, she hated doing laundry there I did. because I the really laundry room was in the it. basement mm-hmm. and you never know who's going to come around the corner you know like yeah oh, it's just yeah. a blind corner and it's like a long hallway between the front door and yeah. the entry to that little room mm-hmm. and so either way you kind of felt like you could be like either surprised or yeah. being watched yeah regardless um, of if you feel like there's something right yeah. it's there just like, like a just weird feeling. any like even if somebody came home and you didn't no. Hear them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you're like, oh my god, where did you come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Because you would have no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when I, <laughs> I was so thirsty. <laughs> um, I left our bedroom to like go down the stairs and get a cup of water from the kitchen, mm-hmm. and um, the the hall light was on, like you know, and it had like a little light that extended down into the stairway too, so you could you know. It wasn't completely dark, mm-hmm. um, but at the very bottom of the stairs to the left, so the kitchen when you're going down the stairs is on the right, and to the left is the living room. I could see someone standing in the darkness just watching me from the bottom of the stairs from the living room, and I was like, 
I'm not that thirsty. Yeah. So I booked it yeah. back to the room and I got in bed and I was like, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need, need water. need to be hydrated. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which when something like that happened, it generally ended with me being frustrated and going down to yeah. get her water anyway. Because yeah. at this point, I think she's crazy. Yeah. It's um, not my fault that you're psychically dead. <laughs> I mean, hey, nothing bothers me. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And. And, and there's always been little things like, uh, you know, living there, you know, there'd be little things that weren't something would go missing yeah, or something would go a missing. light would get turned on or <laughs> water would be running or, or I'd put my cup down or something and then, or, you know, I'd put something down and it wouldn't be there when I needed it. Like it was oh, somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. Um, and then like we'd have argument after argument over like, no, I put my keys there <laughs> and she's like, it was so bad. No, you put your keys over here. And I'm like, you weren't here when I put my keys here. Yeah. So you wouldn't know. Yeah. And then I'm like, but they're there. <laughs> and, and at that point, like I said, we were the only two living in that house mm, um, right. minus the landlord. And it's not like he was home to mess with our stuff. Yeah. Ever. Not that he would have anyway. No, he like he was very respectful of like other people's things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he expected the same in return. Yeah. 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 So like that privacy. Yeah. Is nice. And but then morons. <laughs> more unsettling oh, when sure. right when you're like i know that he wouldn't be doing that yeah or, you know if he was playing a practical joke it wouldn't have gone on for as long as it did yeah oh, for sure. oh, um for sure. and he would have like been oh i got you ha 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 you know yeah but, yeah um that's just like a couple things that we had experience with um yeah we also had friends that experienced things when they would come over um yeah a, lot we had of a scary movie night <laughs> and <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and my poor best friend thought she was going to die. Um, That's because we had, we, at one point, somebody was standing in the basement staring up in the darkness to freak people out. And then he stopped doing that. And then they still felt like somebody was standing there watching them. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh. Um, Even yeah. though he's, you know, sitting up there with yeah. everybody else. And we know, like, oh, you know, so-and-so's sitting over there. Like, there's yeah. no... Yeah. We're all accounted for. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. accounted for. There shouldn't be anyone lingering yeah. in the hallway. Um, there was also a very unfortunate death that occurred there, um, yeah. which we won't go into detail of. But, um, you know, it was... Um, it was an unsettling feeling sitting in the same room. Right. Knowing what had happened. Yeah. And, and sitting in the spot that it had happened in. Right. Yeah. Even though, like, obviously everything had been painted and mm-hmm. new furniture had been put in. It was still, you know, it's an unsettling feeling being in the same place where someone died. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that he necessarily completely moved on. Mm. So um, there's that. I'm pretty sure that's who was standing at the bottom of the stairs. Um, yeah. staring up, but, and you know, our friend whose family's house it was, has also said that creepy crap happened oh, yeah, to him when he lived there too. Yeah. And oh, wow. yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, but you know, we made the best of circumstances and we were there for about a year. So. And then we got into our, our first place together, um, well, when we could afford to. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, it was. It was an experience. Uh, fortunately, For sure. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fortunately, our our new place d- hasn't ever really had anything happen, but mm-hmm. um, stuff still follows me. So you never know. Yeah, knock on wood. There could be something in this room right now. Ha ha ha! Stop it! You're gonna make me yeah. run out of here. <laughs> and <laughs> this is the last podcast I'm a part of. Thank <laughs> you. I and make good my bye. exit. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have an option. (laughs) Wow. So, based on that experience, like, Mm -hmm. if you ever buy a house, are you going to ask about the history of... I mean, I think that they legally have to tell you. It's Or or is that a myth? No, that that is a They have to disclose if somebody passed away. They have to disclose if it's, like, in the past, like, 10 years or something Uh, like that. If it was, like, 30 years ago, I don't Mm -hmm. think they have to tell you. Um, Um, Not that I wouldn't dig around for it anyway but oh, yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. like for example like the the street that we we're living on currently the house had um an arson incident there's a house down the street that's for sale had an arson incident and mm-hmm. a person didn't make it out 
and when we go buy it on walks my husband's like would you want it and I was like I never would want to <laughs> live there like be just yeah just regardless knowing. of whatever just like the thought of I mean like you were saying like it's unsettling just knowing that somebody yeah, yeah. I think passed away in that space you know I think that if if we did find a house that we loved enough I would probably still buy it um there would be um things that would need to happen though yeah well and it's to, really funny to make sure that I was comfortable she yeah. always talks about how she wants a house like from the early 1900s and stuff and oh. like, girl you know that someone died in that house <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you know it's haunted yeah <laughs> yeah why why even put ourselves in that position yeah I, I will counter just won't that. sleep for the rest of your life right exactly <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead um I will counter that with though um really across any any place that mm-hmm. you go someone will have died there um whether that is unless the house is only like 15 years old no on the land Uh, maybe no probably Uh, maybe Uh, probably mm, we're not getting into this (laughs) argument right now (laughs) but um but she's wrong i'll go ahead and do some research for our next spooky episode and tell you all about all the people that died on the oregon trail and the weird places they were buried yeah oh gosh i'm sure yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. anyway (laughs) don't get married Hashtag don't get married. Yeah, right. Um, or do so you have someone to protect you when the thing's at the end yeah, of your bed. That yeah. is true. Although he didn't see that. Yeah, that's so true. And he yeah. discredited. Like, crazy. Or but someone to discredit you. Yeah. I mean, it's just nice to know. But maybe. <laughs> but maybe me not seeing it made him go away in that moment. Ooh. I don't know. I win. It's like Inception. We'll never know. Right. Really exactly. sp- well, I guess we do with Inception. I lied, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like what you thought Inception was going to be. Right. <laughs> right. We just won't know. Yeah. We, know. we we just we we won't know. And that's kind of just what it's got to be. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, Allie, if you are done, I'm going to start talking about the movie that I picked. OK. So uh, I picked the movie that I picked, which I will um, tell you guys in just a second. Um, But I picked this movie because uh, it was a family movie staple in the household that I grew up in. Um, I have a really, really vivid memory of being like six years old um, at Pacific Beach, which when I was little, my parents every summer, we'd go to Pacific Beach for like a weekend. Mm -hmm. And then it would be my parents, my brother and I, and sometimes we brought friends and stuff. Um, but but I remember that we went to the nearest movie rental spot, which, you know, used to be you'd have Rip. to go to a store and <laughs> yeah. rent movies yeah. and not online. Yeah. Um, the good old days. For right. sure. I loved oh, yeah. video and Blockbuster. Oh, like, yeah. I miss them so you much. You could, like, actually, like, look at things, yeah. like, and see it all there in front of you instead yep. of just, like, flicking through a list and being like, I feel like these aren't as related as you think they are. Oh, for sure. But yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it was easier to make a decision than oh, to yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 100%. And it was cheaper. Yeah. I mean, and you got... Honestly... Usually it was like, now we can have, like, a night. Like, yeah. you, like you knew that you were going to dedicate... Mm-hmm. We good time to watch it exactly it <laughs> yeah was, right it was we had a movie night every friday mm-hmm. we're gonna rent two or three movies i could rent a game for like 10 oh, bucks yeah. total and then have mm-hmm. it for a week yeah and not 24 hours yeah mm-hmm. for um, but i remember going to pacific beach and i remember um going into a movie rental place and renting a vcr because the TV there didn't have a VCR. I didn't know that you could do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's in the early 90s, early in like mid 90s, you yeah. could rent VCRs. That's awesome. And Hollywood Video did it too. I didn't know. Wow. Yeah. Learn something new. So, yeah, right? yeah. so we would go rent a VCR and we'd rent a bunch of movies because, I mean, at night, I mean, there's not really a ton to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can do stuff on the beach at night, but at the same time, it's dark and cold. So why yeah. would you? Also, um, murderers. Yeah, yeah, not really. <laughs> um, and so we, we'd we go and rent movies and stuff. And um, this movie, Monster Squad, um, was one that we rented every year at the beach. Um, and so I, I hadn't seen it in probably five or six years. And randomly when I was like 18 or 19, uh, my mom handed my older brother and I a present on Christmas and it it was wrapped up and it looked like it would either be a DVD or a video game. Mm. 
we assumed it would be a video game because we play video games. Um, and we open it and my mom found Monster Squad on DVD. Oh and we, we never yeah. owned the movie. Um, you know, if we found it at the, st- at like, a, you know, if we found it to rent, we would rent it. Um, but we never actually owned it. So the fact that I got it when I was 18 or 19 was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I, I watch it, it makes me kind of go back to that, that time That's awesome. when I was like six and like having that feeling of watching it with my family. Yeah. Um, and so that's where my, I, that I, I will say that's where I think my monster and horror fascination kind of started. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and dig in. Uh, Monster Squad uh, was uh, came out in 1987, and it is a comedy horror uh, directed by Fred Decker, um, who also wrote and directed Night of the Creeps, um, which is another classic. Okay. Um, uh, the it stars Andre Glover, Robbie Kiger, Stephen Mott, Duncan Reger, uh, Tom Noonan, and Jason Hervey, who. Um, has a small part in the movie, but you you might remember him from like Back to the Future. Yeah, um, <laughs> immediately I yeah. texted and I was like, "This is the kid from Back to the Future." <laughs> yeah, he plays Marty McFly's uncle as a child, as a child, the one with the the coonskin cap. Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also in the Wonder Years, and I think yeah. that's where he got famous. Yeah. From. Um, so, uh, if I'm being honest, I took this plot directly from IMDb no. because. I didn't feel like I needed to write one. (laughs) Um, So Monster Squad is a club of young preteens who idolize classic monsters and monster movies and hold meetings in their tree clubhouse. Club leader Sean, who has a five-year-old sister, Phoebe, desperately wants to join the club. um, And uh, Sean is given a diary from legendary vampire hunter Abraham Von Helsing. Um, But to his excitement... um, Turns out it's written in German. He doesn't know how to read German. Uh, so he and his best friend, Patrick, and um, the rest of the squad go visit, I apologize for this, scary German guy, um, <laughs> who oh is actually extremely kind, mm-hmm. um, gives them pie, they hang out, he seems like a wonderful human being. Um, and so they sit there and they're talking about... Uh, the scary German guys reading the diary to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talk about how then Helsing's battle with monsters and, and how epic those were. Um, and then he makes a comment about how he has some experience with monsters. Um, and then you see that on his wrist, he actually has a tattoo, uh, a number tattoo because he was in a concentration camp, mm-hmm. which you know, as a kid, I didn't know what that yeah. was. Right. And then you watch it as an adult. You're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like mm-hmm. they scary German guy. Wasn't really one of the scary German guys. No, right. And I, I can say though, growing up with scary German grandma, <laughs> um, <laughs> they come across really cold. Yeah. Mm. Like a lot of German people, I think sure. do, especially to like, like their language feels super harsh. And then yeah. like when you get to know them, you're like, Oh, you're not really scary. Right. And, so I get where scary German guy would come from. <laughs> right. It, For sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, and earlier in the movie, you see him standing in the window. Yeah. And it looks kind of creepy. Yeah. It's kind of like the, 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 um, the vibes from the neighbor in home alone. Yeah. Like yeah. that same yeah. vibe. Yeah. For sure. Um, um, I will say, sorry not to interrupt you, but he also makes a reference to knowing what real monsters look like. Yeah. That's what I said. I'm so scared. Yeah. Mm. And it talks about having, because of his tattoo. I, mm-hmm. I just said that. I didn't remember that. I'm sorry. So um, <laughs> the diary <laughs> that they're reading uh, describes in great detail about an amulet that is composed of concentrated good. Mm-hmm. And one day out of every century as the forces of good and evil reach a balance, uh, the otherwise indestructible amulet becomes vulnerable to destruction. Uh, and the next day of balance falls within a couple of days at the stroke of midnight and the kids realize they must gain possession of of this amulet before the day of balance arrives once they have the amulet the kids can use it um, with an incantation from his from ben helsing's diary to open a hole in the universe 
and cast the monsters into limbo. So as shown in the prelude, Van Helsing had an unsuccessful attempt at the beginning of the movie, a hundred years before. um, And his apprentices then immigrated to the United States to hide the amulet um, where it was out of Dracula's immediate reach. Um, But it's at this point Dracula uh, seeks to obtain the amulet um, before the monster squad. And in that... He wants to plunge the world into darkness. Uh, to this end, he assembles several uh, allies, and those allies are um, creatures that everyone would probably notice, uh, and that would be a mummy. Uh, an amphibious gill man is what, <laughs> is what they call it. It's no. very clearly the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wolfman, and then three schoolgirls um, who Dracula transforms formed into his vampirises. Um, they could have been scary enough anyway. Mm, very true. <laughs> yes. Very true. Uh, turns out, though, that Dracula steals a crate from an old World War II bomber in flight um, and thus compelling, uh, completing his allies. That crate contains Frankenstein's monster. Um, Frankenstein's monster is actually reluctant uh, to aid Dracula Um and wanders into the forest where he encounter encounters Phoebe, the sweet little five-year-old sister of Sean. Rather than being afraid, uh, she shows him kindness. Um, she, she becomes acquainted with him. Mm-hmm. And after Phoebe shows the monster squad that Frankenstein's monster is not evil, he chooses to help the boys instead of Dracula. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say... There's no cuter part of the movie when it, they're all walking toward the sunlight or like the sunset and little Phoebe's holding onto Dracula's mm. finger. It's just, it's wonderful. <laughs> um, so the amulet turns out to be buried, buried, buried uh, in a stone room under a house that Dracula and the other monsters now occupy on Shadowbrook Road, um, which is a creepy name for a road. Mm-hmm. And that's also where Van Helsing's diary was found. Uh, the secret room's littered with uh, uh, crosses and things to keep Dracula out of that room. Mm-hmm. Monster Squad find it. They remove the amulet and escape Dracula's grasp with sheer luck um, and an improvisation by Horace, a.k.a. the child who's nicknamed fat kid the entire movie uh he takes a piece of pizza and shoves it in dracula's face which has garlic on it and it like burns his face and it's (laughs) gross and wonderful um oh man okay so the german man scary german guy informs them that the incantation must be read by a female virgin although i don't believe it actually said female ever i didn't i don't remember it saying female i just remember the boys being like yeah assuming that yeah yeah let's go find a girl like for sure (laughs) yeah exactly uh as midnight approaches the squad makes their way to a local cathedral um to make their last stand in the nick of time and as shortly as as shortly after they leave dracula destroys their clubhouse um and uh sean's dad Dell um goes after him um with his car uh trying to catch up with dracula um yeah, so Dell's further puzzled when getting warnings from the werewolf um, that his family's in danger because at this point, the werewolf is now back to being a man uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. and knows that something's going to happen. Um, and so unfortunately, the doors to the cathedral are locked when they get there and the incantation must be read on the stoop, leaving the squad vulnerable. The monster squad has the assistance of Sean's father um, and Patrick's older sister, as she's the only virgin they know who speaks German, <laughs> uh, but turns out she's not a virgin. Um, it's for some reason sh- surprisingly, shockingly hard to find virgins who know how to speak German. Yeah, I don't. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, In America. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as Dracula's brides uh, start wandering toward them, um, and the other monsters are, are close behind, it's realized that Phoebe, the little five-year-old girl, um, has to be a virgin. Uh, and that scary German guy attempts to help her read the incantation and the rest of the squad fends off the monsters. Um, the battle's pretty epic and mm. I mean, 
the vampires, the mummy, the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, Wolfman, all get killed. Um, Dracula arrives and is about to kill Phoebe. And the last, the the line my mom hates most in the movie, I will go ahead and say he lifts Phoebe up by her chin as she has the amulet in her hand. And he just says very calmly at first, give me the amulet, you bitch. And she's standing there and she's just like, waving the amulet at him like toying with him um yeah my mom hates that (laughs) line um i yeah uh so phoebe ends up finishing the incantation but soon before that frankenstein's monster uh ends up hitting dracula as phoebe is being held by him and he lands on a stake um on the church fence um and because the incantation is finished, the portal opens. Everyone starts going like flying toward the portal. Uh, Dracula ends up going through um, with the help of Van Helsing, who comes out of the portal, grabs him, and drags him in. Uh, although Phoebe tries to tearfully hold on to Frankenstein, um, he knows that he has to go through that portal to make them safe, and uh, she throws her little stuffed dog scraps mm-hmm. to him and he catches it. It's very sad. Mm, um, it really is. <laughs> and she sits there after and cries. Um, but yeah, so that's the basic plot. That's actually a pretty in-depth plot. Uh, um, yeah. I was say, that's more than basic. It was, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's a long synopsis. <laughs> yeah. So I love this movie mm-hmm. and I will always say that I love this movie. Um, I know I've said it multiple times already, uh, but I love it for a few reasons. I love that it's cheesy. Yeah. I love the one liners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the horror themes, the monsters, the jokes about virginity even, <laughs> which still wouldn't be all that appropriate for nowadays. Um, yeah. In fact, there's a few things about that movie that wouldn't be appropriate for nowadays. Yeah. They're very classic 80. Prob- oh, yeah. 80s yeah. problematic yeah. kind of for thing. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's an 80s montage in the middle of the movie. Yeah. As they're getting their supplies. And, of course, Rudy, who's the, like, the the tough guy, middle school students making silver bullets in shop yeah. class. He's very much, um, I can't remember the, the kid, the, the guy's name. But in Breakfast Club, it's like that same oh, yeah. vibe, oh, like yeah. the bad, the bad kid, yeah. you right. know, that's mm-hmm. got like the heart of gold on the end. Oh, for sure. Right. And, and I'm like actually greaser. You I'm know. actually going to dive into labels that oh. each character has and All how right. they fight to accept those labels or change those labels because hmm. it's something that I really enjoy about that movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the stereotypical, you know, it also has the stereotypical, like everything goes back to normal mm-hmm. um, as it ends because the kids save the day. Yeah. And then of course there's a che- a cheesy 80s rap song written for the movie <laughs> talking about the monster squad. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely mm-hmm. love this movie. Um, I love the, like I was saying, the commentary between the the different labels that that each character has Mm -hmm. and so when we look at frank or frankenstein's monster Mm -hmm. um you know everyone's misunderstood even frankenstein's monster is you know he Mm -hmm. comes out of his crate and you know that he already doesn't want to help dracula but it's almost like that's what he was created to Mm -hmm. do right um and so he tries really hard to change the label that was given to him. Um, you know, he makes the choice at the end of the movie to walk away. He, he makes the choice at the end of the movie to hit Dracula mm-hmm. while he's holding Phoebe and she lands on the fence or he lands on the fence and is impaled. Um, that almost got way darker. I know. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, that would have been a completely yeah. different ending. Yes, it would have. Um, <laughs> I will say my one of my favorite characters is Horace. I love Fat Kid in that movie mm-hmm. so much. Um, Horace is bullied at the very beginning of the movie um, by the school bully. Uh, he uh, is eating a Snickers and reading a comic, and, and the bully mm-hmm. rips the comic in half and throws the, the, the Snickers on the ground and steps on it, and, and he's just bullied all the time, and he's known as Fat Kid even by his friends. Which is super messed up. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um and the whole time he's he's you know labeled like a wimp and a fat kid um, of the group, but in the end he's the one that shoots the creature of the black lagoon with a shotgun and kills him. <laughs> and then the bully comes out and he's like, uh, 
good job, fat kid. (laughs) (laughs) And in response, he has a shotgun in his hand and he says, my name is Horace. And then cocks the shotgun. It's the most badass thing that like (laughs) Mm -hmm. a 12 year old could say. Um, And so I, I love that, that he moves on and, and destroys the label that was given to him. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then, you know, we look at Rudy again, who uh, is the junior high tough guy. Um, you know, he, he has a tough front and struggles with that front, um, but ends up killing Wolfman. Um, you know, at, at, at multiple points in that movie, you, like you see him struggle with trying to stay tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when he when he sees uh, the the Dracula's brides walking toward him and he shoots one with a, a, a bow and arrow and it has a, a wooden stake on it. Mm-hmm. She gets impaled with it and like she lets out this nasty scream and his blood coming from her mouth and he's mm-hmm. just like, whoa. <laughs> um, he struggles with remaining tough. Yeah. But in the end, he's the reason why Wolfman get til- gets killed. He shoots Wolfman with a revolver and silver bullets that he made. Um, he kills Dracula's brides. He uh, kills the mummy by taking an arrow, yeah. uh, wrapping the the string or the the wrapping around an arrow as they're in a jeep, and the mummy essentially gets unraveled. Yeah. Which I can't remember what he says at the end, but I remember I was bye like, bye "This is bandaid." Yeah, bread. yeah. I was <laughs> like, "This is like the best, like cheesy, right." Like all of the one-liners, one-liner, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of the one-liners, love them. Um, and then we we look at Phoebe, who is five years old in this movie, and I think she's the most badass character. <laughs> um, you know, she's she's five years old. She looks she looks cute and innocent, but she's sassy from the beginning. It's her that uh, speaks German, you know, uh, be, with the help from scary German guy um, to open the portal. It's her that kind of eggs dracula on with the amulet it's her that leads them to scary german guy's house and is mm-hmm. like it's scary german guy <laughs> like mm-hmm. she's no problem with not being strong and not being tough even though she's a sassy five-year-old <laughs> who looks sweet and innocent right um mm-hmm. but again you know i i love that every character in that movie either it has a stereotype about them that they try to break mm-hmm. or they have a label that defines them that they embrace and they make it their own. Yeah, right. Um, which I don't think a lot of movies have, A, let alone a lot of movies from the 80s. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies I feel like from the 80s are kind of surfacey. Yeah, oh, like they're more shallow for sure. Or mm-hmm. it's, people who just play right into that stereotype for, for the sure. entire movie for sure. right of yeah especially in horror movies like there's not a ton of character growth most of those times. no no mm. um and 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 the really cool part is when when i made the decision this morning that i was going to for sure talk about monster squad uh i got to call my mom and talk to my mom about it yeah mm-hmm. and and I was like okay mom like i want to know why this was a family movie mm-hmm. like, yeah I'm not arguing with it. It will be a family movie movie for our kids. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that my, my niece and I think my oldest nephew have seen it. Like, mm-hmm. oh. um, and, and the first thing that my mom says is she goes, well, I can tell you what I don't like. And I said, okay, well that's not what I asked, but <laughs> okay, lay it on me. And so she tells me, you know, the fact that Dracula calls Phoebe a bitch, mm-hmm. um, is an issue for her, mm-hmm. which I can understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also, um, when I told her that they use some derogatory slang about gay people in it, um, again, it's an eighties movie. Yeah. Um, she was like, Oh, I don't remember that, but I don't like that. Um, I, I, I knew that was going to be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that she loved about it and the reason why that it was a family movie was that it reminded her a lot of the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. definitely an yeah. adventure movie about kids who are going to save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some, there's definitely some like, uh, comedy elements mm-hmm. for adults, but also is still very much geared toward little kids. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I forgot the other thing that she didn't like was the fact that they talk about virginity so much, especially <laughs> as, you mm-hmm. know, she's showing it to her six year old kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, mm-hmm. she was like, it went over your head. You never asked mm-hmm. anything. It was fine. Yeah. Um, and, and even talking about it with her today, she was like, 
It also surprises me that that they when they mentioned virginity, they didn't realize that probably all of those boys could have read it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But that's also like a societal concept. For sure. Again, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Again, we're talking mm-hmm. about a movie from well, the 80s. Yeah. And because like they go and find like the stereotypical hot yeah. girl who is right. like the who's, one that they're like, hey. Who's Patrick's you. older sister. Yeah. Who, yeah. who plays off like she's a virgin and then finds out when when the incantation doesn't work. He's like, but you're a virgin. And she's like, well, sort of. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean, sort of? And he goes, well, and I don't remember her boyfriend's name. Well, just with whatever his name was, but he doesn't count. And then Patrick's <laughs> like, what do you mean he yeah. doesn't count? And how mortifying for that to be the moment as a brother. Oh, for sure. Right. As a little brother that you find out that your, your sister sister's like personal romance. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like things you probably didn't want to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and now we're going to talk about just some of my favorite lines from the movie because... Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I think that's, again, part of what makes the movie so great is the one-liners. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. Um, and probably my favorite one, um, Horace gets cornered in the house as they have already gone on or gone into the house to get the amulet. And uh, Sean and Patrick have gone, like, they're on their way out. And then Wolfman comes in and he, he corners Horace, a.k.a. Fat Kid, Um and Horace is like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And Sean yells at him, kick him in the nards, kick him in the nards. And and Fat Kid's Horace's response is, Wolfman doesn't have nards. <laughs> and then and then Sean's like, still yelling, kick him in the nards. So Horace runs over and kicks Wolfman in the testicles, and he goes down. And and instead of running right away, Horace's <laughs> response is. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> and then as they continue and they meet up with the rest of the group, they're talking about like their plan mm-hmm. and Horace interrupts them interrupts them talking about the plan and just says, Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> um, I I love it. I yeah. love it so much. He has quoted it an ungodly amount of times. I, I would love <laughs> to somewhere not visibly on my body get that tattooed because it means <laughs> yeah, so much yeah. to me. Oh my God. Um, the last thing I need is for someone from work or yeah. mm-hmm. a future employee, employer to see that I have Wolfman's gotten Nards tattooed on yeah. my body somewhere. So it has to be somewhere not visible. Yeah. But, right. Um, and I, I love that the movie also ends with the army showing up that Eugene, who is probably six or seven, um, does the one thing that he thinks he can do to help. And he writes a letter in the middle of the movie to the army to get the bad guys. Um, And at the very end of the movie, the army shows up and says, well, who's Eugene? And it's, (laughs) it's the, this, you know, burly older, like um, uh, commanding officer who's very gruff. Uh What the Sam Hill's going on around here. Um, And Sean comes up has a business card that they make in the 80s montage yeah um and mm-hmm. and hands it to him and he goes well what's this and he goes we're the monster squad <laughs> and, the mo- and the movie ends i love it i love yeah. everything about this movie um i even went through and while writing the review listened to the rap that was written oh my because gosh. i just i love it so much and the group that made the song and rapped it, they actually named Monster Squad, and it's the only thing that they made. Oh, oh okay. So that's wow, really that's cool. interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. I yeah. tried to tried to find it on, I think, Spotify, and I couldn't find it, but it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. It made me happy. But if you like 80s adventure movies, if you like monsters, if you like funny one-liners, if you like montages um, or anything like that, you'll love this movie. Again, I really, really, really compare it to the Goonies because it is, it's really similar, Mm -hmm. um, which is funny because the Goonies came out two years before this. Oh. Um, I personally give it four out of, or four and a half stars out of five because I think it's a classic and Mm -hmm. as perfect as it is. um, I don't know how they could make it better, but again, it's also in the eighties. Yeah. Maybe leave out some of that, you know, more. Um, controversial yeah, yeah. controversial yeah, kind of stuff but you know again it's the 80s yeah, yeah. It, it's the 80s um again i i love that movie um and and when people ask me like what's a good movie 
like my kids want to get into horror um, mm-hmm. or, you know, I have a friend who wants to get into horror and can't do scary things. It literally is my first go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, I told Melissa that she needed yes. to watch it. Yeah. And Melissa spent time today watching it. Yes. And I would love to get your opinion on the movie. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I, di- I sent you a little text like the. I have to wholeheartedly, and actually, let me go back and preface this. If I have not made it abundantly clear already, horror is not my thing in in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's just not my thing. Like I, suspense, yet like I can get into, but like there's, I don't, I don't know. Like I, it's just never been something that I've been into. So let me preface it with that. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, despite like the fact that it's like monsters and stuff like that, you know, yeah. it's not really horror as much as it is like adventure, yeah. like sure. these kids doing this cool. Like if, if I would have watched this movie as a kid, you mm. know, it's like one of those movies that you're like, I would have pretended this, like, yeah, like this would be absolutely. the thing like you pretend in your backyard, you know, with your friends, like mm-hmm. that I'm doing. Um, I have a special place in my heart for 80s movies. Same. Um, yeah. I'm a 90s baby, but early, well, early 90s baby, but right. Um, yeah. I, so the 80s movies were still in fashion, I guess, when I was a kid, <laughs> but um, like it, it definitely feels like an 80s movie. It has like the happy, a lot of those movies have like the happy ending, you know, it's oh, got yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't scare me. It definitely has the cheesy factor, yeah. yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, wow. Like, but as with, again, it's an 80s movie and I can't think of many 80s movies that I look at the special effects and I'm like, the, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. you convinced me that that's real. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, so. For sure. um, Although I, I, I will say the creature from the Black Lagoon yeah, was so good. Was really well done. I will done. say their Wolfman was pretty good oh, too. Oh, I disagree. I think the Wolfman like was kind him. of cheesy. Except for when Wolfman gets blown up oh, and, yeah. and he reforms. That was a really pretty cool, cool effect. I think that they're hard. I think that the thing for me was um, at the beginning, it starts off with like a transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so like right away, you're like, 80s <laughs> like, <laughs> like that feeling but i did i enjoyed it mm-hmm. um i had a good time i wasn't scared thankfully um <laughs> i things. think that that'd be kind of kind of crazy if i was scared um so it's it i mean as a kid i would have been i'm sure that that part of me would have been but yeah well yeah i i, I think it's funny because again it, my my mom's the same way. Yeah, like yeah. She doesn't do horror yeah. at all. But this was this was horror esque. This was something that she yeah. could handle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I think she wanted to bond with, yeah. with, with her two sons and, and mm-hmm. my dad because, you know, it's it's still like, you know, it's an action movie. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's still kind of cute yeah. because of the all of the elements with Phoebe mm-hmm. and yeah. And, and the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, I mean, even now my mom can watch it just fine. And, 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 and I, mm-hmm. it, it totally, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily consider it to be horror. Either, yeah. Yeah. But there's definitely themes and elements and, and yeah. all of the classic monsters. And that's why I tell yeah. people like, this is the movie to start with. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Because sure. now, now I feel like we can move into things like advanced beginner. like salem's lot from the 70s or even going back and watching the original monster movies i still enjoy those Mm, honestly mm -hmm. um around halloween he he's he's rude he doesn't like i i mean they're entertaining to a degree Mm -hmm. i'm not saying they're scary at all i'm just saying like especially for the time i I agree they're they're important i think that the the classic like nosferatu Mm -hmm. really 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 early movie yeah um is is pretty creepy uh the creature from the black lagoon in black and white was the first one i watched on my own Mm -hmm. while i was homesick one day yeah (laughs) and that movie terrified me. oh yeah i still love those it's creepy Mm -hmm. um I love Wolfman. I love the Mummy. I love the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, like, like that. All really the cre- like the creature. Yeah, the r- creature monster movies that were really foundational for what we yeah. have today. Honestly. Well, and and I have to say, like for today, 
for today's like horror standards, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I feel like those aren't really a part of it any like it's very rare that you see like for a sure. movie that's like a big movie that right. has like creatures that it's it. like an interpretation of yeah. that maybe yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but it's not like those classic i guess i yeah. mean I, that's what i think of as well, like classic I, horror and then the and as a society we've grown past like the monsters being scary it's yeah yeah which things based in real world yeah um, well and Except for they, you know, they started to make the the new universe with mm-hmm. the mummy, and uh, the mummy had I want to say Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in it, and they mm. were going to start creating like the Marvel universe for all of these oh, creatures. Interesting, that's really. But cool. I don't think they're doing it. I think it got scrapped. Oh, um, that's because too bad, honestly, because the mummy with Tom Cruise, I didn't find all that great. Um, I I still haven't seen it, so I, don't I know, know I, I watched it when you were working that one night. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Wow. Sorry. Repeat that, that. I said I said well Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say not horror related at all, but Mission Impossible and those movies are amazing. Yeah. I love every one of them. I, I think it's just once you see Middle Tooth you can't go back. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Yes. Sorry Tom Cruise. If uh, you are listening to this, I'm sorry your Middle Tooth is glorious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for gracing our televisions. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so many more jokes that could be made in that. Mm. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our first horror episode. Um, if you're anything like me, you probably are a little creeped out and your nightmares are going to be fueled for the next few weeks, but it's okay. Like we'll detox and then we'll come back in a month <laughs> from now. Um, but we hope you guys are enjoying this journey along with us. You know, we're just starting out and we hope that you'll be back for our next true crime episode um, that will come at the beginning of October. So, um, Make sure you don't miss that episode. Follow us at the Nightmare Collective Pod on Instagram. And you can also join our collectors on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. And we'll let you know if that changes. But once again, we're your hosts. Cody. Melissa. Allie. And we are the Nightmare Collective. Keep Keep collecting collecting those those nightmares. nightmares. And stay creepy.